So we have a couple of individuals here with us that we kind of stopped at our walk in the halls. And uh, they were asking us a few questions. They noticed our podcast that we're recording here. So go ahead, Hans. How about you introduce yourself? Yes. Say hello. Hello. My name is Hans Peter Norman. I'm uh, working at Atia in uh, Oslo, Norway. Oslo, Norway. Yeah. We're awesome. international. Yeah. <laughs> and we are a system integrator and uh, we are Cisco Gold Partner and uh, Cisco uh, Security Master, specialization. Nice. And who do you have with you today? My colleague. My name is uh, Magna Barsnes. And uh, both me and Hans Petter is uh, Solution Security Advices. That sounds like a pretty good title. So what brings you guys to Cisco Live this year? What are you really interested in? Uh, uh, An update and a roadmap to see what's coming. For the ASA product line or for our firewalls? For for instance, uh, especially the uh, ISE and the ISE uh, 2.0. Yes. It's been a very big topic, and a lot of people have definitely been interested in seeing where that's going to be going. Absolutely. How do you envision ICE helping you out or your customers out? Well, the... uh, the NAC product, may it rest in peace. <laughs> <laughs> I think we all can agree it, uh, it was uh, a great product, but uh, uh, at least five years uh, before its time it should be. Because yeah. it um, was a nightmare uh, selling it, because everybody had to use at least two guys doing all the administration. Mm. So I hope the ISE will be uh, a next step forward uh, with a bit more automatization. So we don't have to be sitting at the uh, desk all day long to put up uh, new cell phones or new iPads. Now, have you had a chance to go to any of the breakout sessions for ICE or, uh, that are being hosted here? No, actually, uh, I have uh, a couple of them tomorrow. Oh, fantastic, fantastic. So do you guys have any questions about security or about the ASA that we might be able to help answer here? Yeah, as, a, as I, uh, I asked you guys, uh, why should I sell a Cisco firewall instead of a checkpoint firewall? Mm-hmm. And as uh, you know, you always keep your friend close and your foes even closer. <laughs> <laughs> so you should know about them. <laughs> well, we can even talk about our world-class tech support that all of us are in the tech. Can you get that from checkpoint? Yes, you can. You yeah. can. At the same level and same experience. I sense a little bit of silence. I don't know. There. A little hesitation. <laughs> I, don't, I don't really know, but the checkpoint also had these tech, tech uh, guys uh, and uh, the support, just like Cisco Tech. Mm-hmm. If they are better or um, you are the best, we don't really know. But uh, We should put them to a test. Well, we hope yeah. we don't need to know because <laughs> the product was supposed to work without calling tech. <laughs> oh, I love it. I love it. I love it. <laughs> Wonderful. I mean, I can tell you, there, there have been times when I can clearly say, Cisco TAC is definitely better than any of our competitors. And I'm not just saying that because I'm part of them. I'm saying it from experience. Yeah, yeah. We're a solid group of people. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Good hair. <laughs> so uh, you asked about selling the ASA. Uh, what do you think is your biggest challenge in selling the ASA? Well, s- since we are from Norway, uh, our enterprise customer in Norway would be our small business in U.S. So okay. th- we got... Okay. Uh, two or three companies with more than 10,000 employees. Uh, actually, 98% of the companies in Norway is less than 100 employees. Wow. So, selling... So, you really sell the low-end product line. Yeah, but then again, we, we are quite special in Norway because even we are small, we would like to have the enterprise products. So... Uh, y- you want all the big box features. Yeah. 
without the big box capacity. Yeah, but the and nice thing about the ASA is the same image runs on all devices. And without the big box price, ah. of course. So we have a, a customer that would like to have all the security functionality you can think of in one or two boxes, max two boxes, if you've got uh, high availability. And that's a, uh, quite an issue considering Cisco, because you will have to have the ASE and you would uh, have to have the uh, WSA and the uh, both the Ironpot products actually to have a complete stack. And then you suddenly got three boxes. Well, with the next gen firewall, right, the CX, it'll run as a software module on the ASA 5500X series. So that covers largely what the WSA does with the exception of caching, right? So you get all the application control, visibility, reputation, all that stuff built into the ASA. The 5512, it, it's there today. It's available now. Yep. But you told me uh, later on that you cannot uh, have IPS and uh, context uh, ah, so content, uh, security yes. at the same time. Yep. So if you wanted IPS, in standalone IPS, right, and you wanted the content control availability that the WSA provides, as well as the firewalling that the ASA provides, mm. right. You can't have IPS and uh. CX running no. at the same time today. Uh, well, what shall we do then, to, uh, if you want that functionality? By two ASA? <laughs> no. Well, <laughs> that is an option if, you, if you're willing to do it. Yeah, if you have another Or a standalone another IPS. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, you could always couple the ASA with the CX and then put a um, IPS appliance in line with that. Okay. Depending on you know the the type of bandwidth you need or the type of you know features or security functions, but yeah, that's definitely an option you can do. So now, have you guys looked into also like a ScanSafe, right? So yeah. security in the cloud, since you have a lot of SMB, that yep. seems like a well. The option. thing is that the, uh, we don't trust in a, uh, trust the cloud in Norway. Oh. Why not? It's, it's all over there. <laughs> <laughs> well, but uh, our experience that uh, many of our our customers don't want to send their mail abroad, you know, they have to stay in Norway. And you have to make sure that the cloud, if you used it, would be physically in yeah. Norway. Yeah. Uh, and we also have a couple of regulatory uh, laws saying that you are not allowed to send some information out of the country. Yes. Yes. Government and healthcare has that uh, law. I could see that definitely being a challenge, but yeah. you know, I if you did need those features, you could, and you were able to get around those rules and regulations, you would be able to have your IPS uh, still running on your ASA, the Dash X platform, and then you know your web filtering and your email filtering could all be handled by Cisco mm. through some of our hosted solutions. Yeah, yeah. sure. What is there anyone you want to uh, give a shout out to back at home in Norway? <laughs> To all our competitors. Mwaha! Nice. Okay. Well, thank you so much. We really appreciate you stopping by. Yeah, most definitely. We and hope you have a great time at Live this year. Certainly. And uh, again, you can always find us, the Tax Security Podcast. You can listen to yourself on iTunes. Cool. You're internet famous. Cool. Thank you very much. Thank oh, you. Thank you, guys. Thank you. So, we have just run into another podcast listener. Please introduce yourself. Go for it. Hi, this is David Bonner. Hi, David. Hi, da we have another David now. That's right. So, David, um, just uh, what do you do? What's uh, kind of your bread and butter in the network world? What's your specialty? I'm the uh, manager of networking for a company called Condé Nast. Oh, oh the travel company. Yes, and a magazine company. Make the pretty magazines where tell yeah. me all the places that I would like to go. 
but never get the time to. Well, we also publish uh, Wired and Architectural Digest and The New Yorker. Fantastic, fantastic. So what brings you here to Cisco Live? What are you looking for at the show? What's all the, the buzz about? Well, we're building a, a new infrastructure in the One World Trade Center. We'll be the anchor tenant in that facility. We have uh, 25 floors, and we're building wow. a new uh, network for that facility and a, and a data center that will be in close proximity to One World Trade. That's pretty cool. It is. And you, you came by, and, and David's walking by, and he's like, I know that voice, and calls out Magnus. And like. then he rips his iPhone out of his pocket to show us that he has the podcast episodes on his phone. So... How often do you listen? Oh, well, and he had a grievance with us. So That's right. You don't put on enough shows. We don't put on enough shows. We've heard that a couple of times. I can see Jay rolling his eyes. That's a, that's a common complaint, but, you know, we're working on that. We are definitely going to pump out a lot more episodes. We are Wonderful. trying our best. So do you have any questions? No, no, no questions. You guys do a great job. I enjoy listening to your shows. So I'm, I'm, I really love all the security uh, podcasts and the other uh, podcasts put out by Cisco. Well, thank you. Do you have any shout-outs that you want to give out to any of the listeners out there? Mm-mm. Any of your friends back home? <laughs> I've run into a number of people here at the Ice Bar, 22,000 people, and it was just amazing that I've come across four people that I didn't know who were here that I met at the bar, which was just really That's amazing. Cool. Yeah, That's really is. That's the other thing. I, you know, a couple people have brought up that Cisco Live is not just about the technology or the products. It's about kind of the social environment that everyone is now part of. Yes. You know, we're all network engineers, and this kind of becomes more of a community yes. than a convention. Yes. That's really interesting to see. Great. Well, well thank nice you so much, you David. I appreciate it. Thank you. Yep. Have a good show. Okay, and next up we've got Jessica and John have walked up to the podcast booth. So tell us... Um, what you're here to do at Cisco Live this year? Um, it's actually my first year here. I'm an entry-level network administrator. Okay. okay. And um, I'm here to take classes and see how big the networking world is. I'm just used to one company and a few people I work with, so it's nice to see how big the world is and meet new people and see what they do. Okay, and what do you think so far? I really like it. I would definitely come back here. Okay. What, what would you say is the... Like most impressive thing you've seen, or what? I mean, what is your impression of all of this? You know, fanfare and pomp and circumstance around networking at Cisco Live. I'm impressed by how many people are here and how many people have a passion for networking and security. Okay. Certainly, I think this year it's a record attendance at 20,000 people. Wow. So, do you guys do any? Are you responsible for any network security in your networks, or do you have questions? Tell us what you do. Uh, so basically, so basically, what we do is. Um, we have everything from layer one all the way up through the firewalls. Mm-hmm. So 8021X, we do firewall okay. policy, we do um, you name it, we've got our hands involved in it. Uh, some of us more than others. Uh, Jessica's just being um, with the company for just uh, a year. Just just about a year. Okay. Um, I've been with the company just over a year and a half, um, but I've been in the industry 15 years now, so it's. Um, Definitely unique to see how things have changed over this over that time period. So, what sort of Cisco products, security products, do you use? Uh, right now, we have ICE okay. is our identity management. Um, mm-hmm. We have ASAs on the perimeter. Uh, that's pretty much what we have. Okay, and how are those working out for you so far? What's your experience? I mean, you know, is it going well? Uh, <laughs> any problems? Um, and well. be honest, <laughs> we, we can look in the TAC database to see yeah. if you've opened any cases. Yeah. Don't worry. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, as far as the ASAs, um, those are, you know, they're rock solid. Okay. Um, we haven't had too many problems with them. There's a few things that they can do great. There's other things that 
you know, there it's an ASA. Um, sure. Uh, as far as ICE, um, it is a definite steep learning curve okay. trying to get that up and working. Um, right now, it's definitely being in passive mode. <laughs> So yeah. we're just doing a lot of discovery on that. Um, haven't really jumped full fledge into the ice world, um, but we're crawling before we walk, and that's one of the reasons that we're here is to get more information. And actually, I just uh, talked with uh, Walden about his book, and um, yeah. so good stuff. Okay. Really, really nice stuff. Yeah, have there been any talks in particular that have been good that you've attended? Or actually, I, I did t- um, take uh, his advanced ice deployment. Um, class yesterday uh, and so the interesting thing was uh, as soon as I was right in there taking notes um, about every five minutes I had a list of things oh got to go change that oh got to go change <laughs> yeah. that one too oh didn't do that one right so uh, you know so how ice ties in with the wireless security and the 8021x on the wired side the guest it's uh, very interesting so is your company exploring BYOD I mean are you trying to jump no, on that and no, figure that out? Okay. Um, security the, would kill us yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the the market that we sit in is very tightly regulated as far as what you can and cannot do. Um, so our hands are tied from a BYOD access. Okay. So, are there any other sessions that you're looking forward to attend while you're here? Any anything special you're doing? Are you meeting going the to big meet, party? Meet the engineer yep. parties. Okay. <laughs> yep. Uh, this afternoon, um, not a whole lot. Uh, we've got you know one or two sessions left this afternoon. Um, tomorrow, uh, testing. Um, take advantage of the, oh nice uh, take, to, uh, getting some certifications under your belt while you're here well you can't take all three yeah know, for your NP level stuff um, okay CCMP then yeah but Excellent. definitely definitely taking advantage of the one class that we can take uh, okay. or the one test that we can take yeah. um, which didn't fare too well this morning so oh. <laughs> um, but other than that you know it's just uh, trying to get into as many breakout sessions and meet the engineers which that was really awesome talking with those guys about some of the new things coming down on the wireless and especially the collaboration side. Okay. Um, so, yeah, at our facility, we definitely get to touch a lot of the different stuff. So, you know, uh, one day you may do, be doing nothing but Jabber troubleshooting. The next day you're working on wireless. Next day you're working on some WAN optimization issues. So it's, and it's that's got to be that's got to be tough. It's good in the sense that you get your hands dirty with a lot of equipment, but... I mean, it would be very challenging to do that because and gain expertise in a particular device if you're always touching different things. Exactly. You know? And that is one of the challenges that we do have is that we do touch so many different things that to try to become an expert in one thing, it just doesn't happen because you never have that consistent day-to-day-to-day working on the same thing. Um, but at the same time, you know, you never know what you're going to get that next phone call is going to be so it keeps things fresh and exciting so is that i guess cisco live's got to help with that i mean hopefully you're getting a deep dive on some of these things so that yep yep okay and especially um meeting some of the the vendors here that have identified those issues and say listen we have tools that can do exactly what you're looking for and if not you know we kind of throw them ideas as to what we're looking for because um, i think a lot of the industry um, a lot of people i know um, from our, my part of the country that we live in, um, that's kind of the way the industry is going. You're asking to do more technology with fewer people, yep. so, which is nice. Well, thanks for coming by and, and talking with us. Do you guys want to give a shout out to anybody on your network team or uh, anybody in particular back from where you're from? <laughs> uh, no. Okay. Our whole team's here, so... They're all here. Okay. <laughs> well, they're going to be jealous that you guys had the opportunity to be part of our show here. Yes. Yep. Thanks so you get to rub much. it in their faces when you get back. We will. Awesome. You say, we're going to be internet famous, and here's where you can listen to us. That's Very right. good. All right. Thanks Thank a lot. You. Thanks a lot. Really have a great show. Thanks, guys. Okay. Next up, 
we've got our good friend and longtime Cisco Live podcast attendee, Werner. How's it going, Werner? Very great here. Okay, good. Excellent. It was all, it's good to see you. We, these, these, these tech guys, there's some tech engineers standing in front of us, and, and they know of you. They, they know of the legend really? of Werner. Yeah, this, Rama here has heard the stories about uh, the excellent questions you ask us and those sorts of things. So would you introduce your friend, who I think is also from Germany? He's also from Germany, yeah. This is Jens. And he is here this year, but he was not last year. Okay, cool. Participating, yeah. So we recognize Jens because he was in our LTR Sec 3021 troubleshooting class, and he got all the answers. So we, you know, we have these ASAs there, and you have to fix the problem that we introduce on the ASA. It could be a config problem or a network problem. And Jens fixed the problem within like five minutes every single time. And Knocked so it out of the park. And then I said, well, hey, yo, pod number six keeps answering these questions. So I said, let's, let's give him a challenge question. So we gave him a challenge question, and then he knocked that out of the park too. He figured out what was wrong with the firewall. And then we gave him another challenge question, and then he got that challenge question as well. So you, you beat all, all seven of our problems. So congratulations. You're the first one to do all of that. So congratulations. Thank you. Yeah, no problem. So what, what did you think of uh, that class, in particular the troubleshooting scenarios that we gave you? Did you think they were realistic, or did you think that they were kind of contrived? But did you learn anything new from that class that you took? Well, I learned a couple of the new commands that you can use, um, especially for, for troubleshooting. Okay. So, um, um, the, um, especially the one uh, where we can show the, the flow of the, um, of the service policy. Okay, show service show policy Show service flow. policy flow, yeah, yeah that's All a good right. one. That, that's, that's a really good one. Yeah. And if that was what I was uh, looking for. I mean, getting these uh, last techniques out of the, out of the session mm -hmm. to, to make sure that uh, I'm not missing anything. Got it. So, when it comes to ASA troubleshooting, obviously, you got a lot of those answers very fast. What is your technique when it comes to ASA troubleshooting, and what are some of the tools on the command line or in ASDM that you use to solve those problems? Well, um, mainly the first thing I'm looking at is the syslog. Okay. So this is always the first thing. Um, and then I'm, I'm using the, uh, the, the packet tracer as yeah. well as uh, packet capture, but packet capture not really that much. So it's more the packet trace and the uh, mainly the syslog. Okay, how about you, Werner? When it comes to ASA problems, what, what are your tools of choice? First of all, capturing. Packet capture. Packet capturing, and then locking, local, remote. But the first, packet capturing, yeah. That also doesn't surprise me, because tell us about where you were last week. We spoke earlier. Tell us where you were last week. That had to do with packet captures. Yeah, it had to do with packet capture. I was on the Shark Fest in Berkeley, yeah. California. So I heard Shark Shark Fest, and I thought Shark uh, Week. I was thinking, like, Discovery Channel Shark Week. I'm like, what is what is Werner doing with a bunch of sharks out there? But tell us about what Shark Fest is. Shark Fest is a conference for Wireshark developers and users. Mm -hmm. You can go in touch with the developers, ask some question. You've got also some uh, breakout sessions and have a good feeling what's happened with the product or Wireshark, yeah? A or nice sense of community with the other developers, too, yes. probably. Yeah. Cool. All who write their own source code of Wireshark, yeah? And I discussed with some developers how we can enhance Wireshark for new protocols to dissect something, yeah? Yeah. And this is a really good opportunity because I bet 90% of the networking engineers that I'm looking at that are walking by are use Wireshark all the time. Yeah. But, you know, a lot of people don't understand that it is sort of a community-driven effort and it started from the ground up as sort of an open source thing. So tell us um, maybe a little bit about how you get together and work on creating dissectors or enhancing the core product and where the future of Wireshark's going. Yeah, there's different way you can do that. Yeah, for example, you have uh, a programming language like Lua, mm -hmm. 
or you can do it in C okay. when you are comfortable with, with with that. But I'm not so comfortable with C, so I write my disector in Lua. Yeah, it's not so fast as in C, but it works very well. Yeah, I'm not on the high performance uh, capturing. After the dissection is more important yeah. for that. Yeah, analyzing. Yeah. So yes. what what is? Tell us some specific protocols that you've contributed to for dissectors. Oh, I, for the example, I Ethernet link management interface ELMI. Okay. Oh, wow. So different type of ether types, or you can every things you can dissect with Wireshark. Yeah? <laughs> for example, you can dissect an MP3 file. Yeah. Yeah. You yeah. can do whatever you wanted, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we we use a lot of the advanced dissector technologies for voice traffic. Yeah. You know, that's that's a big yeah. thing. You end up with customers that are saying, "I'm getting spotty or choppy voice." Yeah. Well, it's great when you can use the different dissector tools to play the audio stream back and actually prove whether or not that's really true. Yeah. Voice is one part, and I ask another question, another area. Videos coming over and over. Yeah. And also security come back to you guys. Yeah. Security yeah. encryption in voice or in video environment. Yeah. How to decrypt something? Yeah. On the ASA, we've got uh, some sort of man-in-the-middle type TLS proxy things we can do. So yeah. we've got if your remote phones support encryption, then the uh, we can do TLS proxy, whereby the ASA terminates the TLS connection between the phone and the ASA, and then it unencrypts it. It does the necessary fix-ups for uh, NAT or uh, punching a... Uh, Opening a connection dynamically. Exactly, yeah. and then re-encrypting it to the stream. So that that's there, but you're right. I mean, that's a real challenge for all all vendors because yeah. you know, you've got a lot of encryption going on there. And especially, I don't know, I was looking, with CX, you can, if you install the uh, CA certificate on your client machines, if you provision those, then the CX can do a man-in-the-middle with a trusted certificate for the clients, and it can inspect all your HTTPS connections. But Google Chrome has a built-in a certificate for uh, Gmail and the Google services that you can't override and it won't accept any others. So you're really stuck if you, uh, with Google Chrome. I mean, there's some situations with with security that, you know, it's just very hard for networking vendors to figure out a way to get around, but that's because the security is there and it's doing its job. So that's definitely going to be a challenge for, for all of us as more things get encrypted. Yeah. yeah, and I think the biggest challenge is when it comes down to um, filtering rules on a firewall is that um, if everything is encrypted, you cannot determine what ports to open. Exactly. So you end up opening all the ports and then you can just remove your firewall. Yeah, I already And that, that's something that we've got to find a way. I mean, if you look at some of the voice communication with SRTP, how, how are you going to uh, determine the voice ports yeah. if you cannot look into the SIP traffic? Exactly, yeah. exactly. Cool. That becomes definitely a challenge. You know, um, decryption is always one of our biggest support hurdles. You yeah, know, I think packet so. captures are great, but when it's encrypted, it's of little to no value, right? Yeah. Um, so being able to dissect and understand that data, essential. Yeah, you know, if you track an SPI and you know what flow you've captured, and then being able to decrypt all of that is very nice, especially in the tool with Wireshark where they say, give us the key or give us a certificate, and we can decrypt Yeah, it. we had all the good challenge for that. That was a packet whisperer challenges. Oh, yeah? yeah. What do they do? What is that? It's like oh, a game? Yeah, a game. We have different challenges, like Jens do it in the lab here on Cisco Live. We also do that on the SharkFest. And there was one challenge with security. You have an SSH connection. And you cannot decrypt yeah, the yeah. SSH. But the clue was, that was really great. Go to the statistics, TCP stream graphs, and you see dots and points and tashes. And, and it was like Morse code? Yes, oh. really. Oh, that is cool. That was really cool. That sounds, I mean, it sounds like it's a lot of fun. You know, yeah. 
Yeah, from what I've heard of the different Wireshark developers, I think um, Carlos Pignataro from he's Cisco, some. he's done some of uh, the original ethereal, I think, development <laughs> from a long time ago. He did. Yeah, he did. Uh, he does some dissectors for, I think, WAN protocols. So yeah. that's. MPLS and uh, some of the routing protocols there are some of his specialty. But that's really cool that you contribute to the community yeah. in that way. Yeah, that is very good. Yeah. Well, good deal. Well, thanks for coming by the show again. It's as always, always a pleasure. It's always, always good to see pleasure. Werner. This is our third year interviewing Werner. And uh, nice to see Jens. It's nice to meet you as well. We're so, hoping uh, we're going to see you again next year. Yeah, I we'll hope so too. We'll have to try <laughs> yeah. to make some new troubleshooting labs because you mastered all of those. <laughs> so we'll try to... We'll let you know if we can make any new ones. And we will expect, I think, more podcasts. No problem. When we sit down here in 12 months, you will have 12 brand new shiny, 12 or more. Hey, guys, I would count on you. Okay. Okay. Cool. Well, You're we going to hold us to it. We don't want to disappoint more. So thanks a whole lot, guys. Okay. Really appreciate it. Yep. Thank you. Thank you. All right. And have cool. a great show. Yep. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. So um, we've had another Cisco Live attendee come up to us, interested in what we're doing here, recording the Tax Security Podcast. So uh, go ahead and introduce yourself and uh, a little bit about yourself. Sure. Uh, my name's John Stoller. I'm with the University of Nebraska Medical Center. Um, I am a network engineer, and uh, we do quite a bit with uh, Cisco ASAs. Fantastic. We still are running the firewall services module. Mm. We, Modules. We, we don't judge. We don't judge. <laughs> we're an open community here. That's right. Are you thinking about replacing them with ASA service modules or just appliances? Or uh, We're not sure yet. We've been demoing uh, different firewalls to see what, what's a good fit. All righty. All right. Well, you know, the, the ASA service module, you can more or less swap one in for the other, you yeah. know, and, and get all the added features and benefits of what we have from the ASA product line. I yeah. didn't even know there was an ASA service module. Really? Is it uh, going to 6509s or? Specifically the, the E-Series. E series. That's, e series. that's right. E series. So it's 7600s or 6509. 6500 E-Series. doesn't have to be the 9. Sure. Yeah. Um, and, and it's basically a 5585 on a blade. Cool. So yeah. same architecture and it runs the same code, same software. Yeah, we have so two 5520s mm -hmm. and then a ton of 5510s and couple little 5505s here and there. Yeah, awesome. So from the perspective of your security, I mean, what's what's kind of your biggest gripe? And how is the ASA helping you out in that way? Oh, gosh. Um, well, we use it for vendor access, mm -hmm. uh, whether it be tunnels or uh, remote access. We actually just uh, started using the AnyConnect. Okay. I don't really have any gripes, so I'm just hey, going to talk like about... I'm just going to talk about, um, I guess, what I like. But, uh, yeah, we started using the AnyConnect and uh, right. replaced the old client, and it's awesome. Uh, I've used it about 20 times since I've been here at the conference. So. Are you using it on your mobile device? Or yeah. yeah. Um, I have a MacBook Air. Yeah. Works perfect. Yeah. Uh, Logged in the first time. Down, scan my computer, downloaded all the software I needed. That's it does sound like an advertisement. I well, no, I uh, mean, you know, a part of the what we talk about here on the podcast is not just support, but what is the success of the product? You know, like what what, what does it do for you? How do people you, you use know? it? Yeah, yeah. How, do, how, do you, how can you benefit from Cause, it? Because, so you know, great. from a support perspective, you know, nobody really calls us to tell us everything's great, you know. I've um, been asking for years, right, for someone to call an attack and just say, hey, David, I have this product, this ASA, and it rocks. Click. Yeah, I just I just want a you know a success call. Uh, we like, we never get those. <laughs> never. We can never get <laughs> never. those. You just got one right <laughs> now. So, um, do you have any questions from a security perspective that we can answer live here on our show? Oh gosh, I'd have to think about it. Um, none that come I to mind. I feel like this is going to turn into stump the tack engineer yeah. session. <laughs> I would like to. Let's not troll too much. Yeah, 
All right, I'll, I'll, I'll back off the reins here. But, uh, yeah. Is there anything uh, you want people to know about Cisco Live that's something that you like, you know, that you see here that you're enjoying and people out there that aren't able to come oh, yeah, are definitely. missing out on? Uh, this is my first time at Cisco Live. It's awesome. awesome. It's great. And it just started, really. I mean, literally, we're at, you know, day two here, yeah. right? So, you know, we're not even halfway through it gets you hyped up for networking and I don't think that any other tech, uh, technical vendor throws a party quite like this one. And speaking of parties, are you looking forward to the customer appreciation event? Yeah, um, I have uh, six or seven coworkers, and they've most of them have been and they said it's a great time. Yeah. Uh, this year we've got Journey. Yeah. The Journey. band Journey and I know Journey songs have just been playing in my head. But, uh, you know, have a great show, and thanks for coming here on the uh, podcast. Thanks for having me. A- any shout-outs that you want to do yeah. to any people uh, back at home? <laughs> um, sure. I, uh, my wife, Mindy, in Omaha. And, uh, oh, got the two first kids. person that that's is, come by that's the sweetest and thing. say giving a shout-out to their wife and kids. Oh. I love it. Well, and then Alexander it. and Ian are my two little boys. So. Oh. oh, even better. I just Did anyone else get a warm feeling? I got, I a, got warm a warm feeling. fuzzy. I yeah. did, too. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, thanks again. Yeah. Thank you. Thank thanks. you, guys. All right. Well, a fellow Cisco employee walked up to me here, Mr. David Dubay. Hi. Um, you? He handles some of the mobile support, uh, more appropriately, uh, Cisco Support Mobile App, right? Is that the uh, correct name for it? Yes, the Cisco Technical Support Mobile Application. There you go. Cisco Technical Support Mobile Application. And uh, we wanted to bring him over here just a little bit to talk about how that application can help you, our customers, with support. Well, and but I think first, let's well, talk about what, it, what it's really about, right? Well, I think one of the best, this is Jay, I think one of the best things about the app is that it, you can use it to access the Tax Security Podcast, which is pretty cool. That is true. There as are well podcasts, podcasts listed, and we are one of those podcasts. That's right. So we feel very honored to be in the app. But yeah, David, tell us about uh, tell us about the development of this app and, and really what customers can use it for to help them. Well, the app has evolved over time to uh, relay or pre- present information to the customer that may help them in in terms of support and maintaining their, their networks. Mm-hmm. So if it involves uh, interacting or looking up information, searching information within the Cisco support communities, um, maybe viewing podcasts such as your own or videos, RSS feeds uh, related to their products, uh, that help them maintain their networks on a day-to-day basis. In addition to that, we also have a facility allowing a person, if they get to the point where they need to open up a support case or maybe monitor a support case, uh, they can use the app to open up a ticket or search for a support ticket and quickly interact with their tech engineer. Okay, that's that's really excellent. Um, so let's say I have a case open. Uh, I can view the the notes for my TAC case. And also you showed me a really neat feature where I could tap to email directly to the case. That was really neat. Uh, so I guess if you're on the go, you can reach out directly and uh, connect to your TAC engineer. What else? How else can you connect to your TAC engineer using the app? In addition to being able to, to email the TAC engineer, uh, we offer the facility to directly call uh, the, the TAC engineer from just tapping their name. Uh, we'll uh, bring up the details. So if you happen to have an iPad, obviously that's not going to make a phone call. Uh, but at least we give you the phone number so that if you yeah. have a cell phone handy, you'll be able to, to make a, a call to them quickly. That's and what's, what's coming uh, for this app? So obviously you're thinking the development of this thing. What can we expect from future revisions? Uh, some of the things uh, soon coming out uh, within a couple weeks, the ability to uh, initiate an RMA return. So if you have a device that needs to go from the field back to Cisco, doing the whole coordination of uh, identifying the, the device, what box it's going into, scheduling with your courier, uh, getting a tracking number, waybill number printed, uh, 
enable you to get that device as quickly as possible and schedule with a courier to have them come pick it up. So that's one of the, the neat things coming out. Uh, related to support cases, we're going to eventually roll it out a little bit more so you can view attachments that are associated with your case, like you know, Word docs, PDFs, what cool. have you. Um, and another nice thing about the app, too, is it's a, a, an easy way to pull up product documentation and also store documentation about a particular product on your on your device. Oh, very nice. So if, you, uh, if you're searching for a particular product, you come across the config guides, install guides, command reference modules for a, for a particular device, you can store that on your phone or your, your tablet, and you have your own personal library as you go from place to place, which is kind of nice. It sounds like a really nice thing for customers to uh, start using to kind of help their interaction with tech. So where can I find this app? So the app is available for iOS devices, iPad, iPhones, uh, as well as Android devices. Okay. And uh, BlackBerry 10 devices are also being supported. What about Windows phones? So we are evaluating uh, supporting the, the, the Windows operating system. We're currently keeping an eye on the, uh, uh, the uptake of uh, Windows Mobile. And uh, depending upon that and uh, the amount of effort it would take to, to, to port the client over to a mobile device, we'll, uh, we'll work on it accordingly. What about Palm OS? Uh, no. <laughs> what about no uh, original Nokia smartphones? Uh, Symbian, no. Unfortunately, those are not at uh, the top of the list. If you look at the ecosystem, you know, by, by and large, uh, iOS and Android devices yeah. make up about 90 to 95% of the market space. So. Well, that's great. It sounds like a really great tool for our customers to use when they're interacting with support, but not just for that. It's also about you know, getting access to information that can help you with make the most out of your product, videos, and also ways to download tech security podcasts, which we really appreciate. Yeah, and, and the videos. So, like, you know, a lot of customers watch on demand and the trains and stuff like that. So, I mean, great information at your fingertips. Actually, can I interject for a second? Yeah. So, David, it was interesting you mentioned, uh, you know, being able to use the app while you're on the train. I, I was talking to a partner yesterday. Uh, as they were on the train, they had got a call from their customer. They had an issue with a particular device. They asked the customer to send along a, a serial number related to the product. They used the app to open up a case, given that serial number. But by the time he got off the train, he was already on the phone with his tech engineer resolving the problem. And he was able to tell his customer, hey, I've got you on the on the phone already with tech, so how, how that's, cool is that's that? a great success story right there. That's Moving the at the speed of the network, to, yeah, yeah. <laughs> immediate support. That's great to hear. So, David, what are some other sort of forward-looking uh, capabilities of this app that you're looking to to add? So, over the next year, we're, we're looking at a number of different things. One being push notifications uh, for starting out potentially with broadcast notifications, uh, as well as migrating into uh, support case updates. Uh, contract notifications if your contracts so are the, the support case update sounds pretty cool yeah. so basically what he's saying and, and I know this because I talked to David first right <laughs> yeah. is if you look at the case on your app and you're you know you're you have attack case open you're monitoring it on your app it will let you know when attack engineer has updated your case because often attack engineers will reply you know send out an email or whatever and you'll get an instantaneous push notification update that attack engineer has replied to your case so I mean that, that's amazing I think that's great you know great feedback instantaneously um, that you can't really get through email often. Yeah, that's, that's awesome. Uh, another area related to uh, notifications would be uh, in terms of contracts. So when people log into the app, we know who they are, what contracts they have, and when they're about to expire. So we can do a, a preemptive notification to let them know your contract's about to expire 90, 30 days, uh, things along those lines. Um, another forward-looking thing is the ability to integrate a scanner within the app. So imagine if you're ah. actually in your data center, you scan the serial number, convert that serial number to a PID, and then feed that into our back-end search engine, and then start pulling up uh, related documentation, uh, software downloads associated with that particular model. So, 
certainly looking for for more feedback and feature requests from from people out in the field. So how can uh, how can our customers provide you feedback about what they'd like to see or uh, comments about your app? Uh, I think probably the best way is to, to email me, and perhaps I can uh, give you my email, yeah. put it in the show notes, and uh, people can send me. Pardon? What's your email, David? It's DJ. D-U-B-E at Cisco.com. So D-J-D-U-B-E at Cisco.com. D-J-D-U-B-E at Cisco.com. <laughs> and we'll also include a link to directly email David with your ideas for the Cisco support app uh, directly from the show notes from the webpage. So uh, definitely check out that app. It's a great thing for our, uh, our support customers to engage with. Thank you so much, David. Thanks. Appreciate the opportunity. Thanks, David. Yep. Take care. Well, uh, we're here at Cisco Live with Leah and Dawn, uh, two lovely ladies that just stepped up to our booth here. Uh, they asked, what are we doing? And we say we're recording a podcast, and they are interested. They both deal with security, or at least one of you does, I believe. I do. Leah. Leah deals with security. Yes. And where are you from, Leah? Yeah. I'm from North Carolina, Cary, North Carolina. And Woo-hoo, yeah, what, are you, what company do you work for? I work for Global Knowledge. Ah, tell our listeners what Global Knowledge is, for those that don't. Global Knowledge is a worldwide training provider. We provide training for IT, business training, as well as product management training. Fantastic, fantastic. And Dawn, what about you? I am also a product manager, Dawn mm-hmm. Hopper, um, in the UC line. So for Cisco cool. UC, uh, Unified for Communications, yep. excuse me, uh, everything video, voice, mobile. Whatever you want, you got it. Now, for the global knowledge, I know uh, I've helped create some or review some courses, so I think you guys have some type of working relationship with Cisco, right? Oh, absolutely. At some levels. We are partnered with uh, with Cisco, absolutely. Yeah, I know uh, for some of the more detailed technical classes, we've had to, you guys have sent over some material, and we've reviewed it for technical accuracy to make sure that the students that are taking your classes are getting the best available material there is. Absolutely. So Absolutely. can you tell us a little bit more about that, how that works? Sure. So um, anytime that you all, Cisco, mm-hmm. brings out a course, what we do is we build off of that course as well as build in our labs as well as upgrade, enhance, and then turn it back to you all to make sure that that is something that... Uh, <laughs> sorry. That was just somebody behind us. <laughs> that uh, Sound like an elephant. <laughs> Ignore that. Uh, There might be an elephant back there. (laughs) I don't know. The elephant in the room. Um, So, so yes, we we collaborate with Cisco on new uh, classes that come out. Great. And a lot of those classes, I think, too, are certification, if I'm not mistaken. Yes, they are certification-driven as well as Mm skills-based. So if you're a channel partner, we work with you as far as getting your certification as well as um, regular old guys going out trying to get their certification. Fantastic, fantastic. Now, do you guys offer any classes online? Because all the ones I've heard of have been, you know, in person. We do classroom training as well as virtual classroom training as well as we have a C plus V, which is classroom plus virtual training. So you would go actually have students in a classroom. Then you would have remote students that would log in and have the same class experience as if they were in a classroom. Well, fantastic, fantastic. Yeah, so um, what brings you both here to Cisco Live and how are you enjoying it? So far, it's been wonderful. It's a lot of information to take in. Yep. We've had a lot of folks that are our partners that we, you know, that we resell through. A lot of partners that uh, we haven't gotten to see face to face. A lot of product managers that we work with at Cisco, we actually get to meet now here. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's been really great to to network and to meet, fa- you know, folks and have faces to names. And we're here in a booth, obviously, to you know promote Global Knowledge as a partner, as a training partner. Fantastic, fantastic. Mm-hmm. And and what about you, Dawn? Um, well, same. Same thing. Ditto, yep. I would say. Um, also, uh, we also are sponsoring the uh, testing center. 
Oh, great. Um, so, um, you know, when you go in to take your test, we're right there. Um, and we have, you know, a gift for you after you take your test. Yeah, so um, that's one of the things people might not know about is at Cisco Live, one of the other opportunities is you could take the certification testing on site here. It's absolutely. A nice, uh, a nice little perk for people that are traveling <laughs> from all over the country that might not have a testing center nearby. Absolutely. All you have to do is register, go in, and take your test. Now, Leah, you mentioned you're sort of specializing in security. Uh, from a training perspective, what seems to be the big hot topic in security? What are your customers really itching to learn more about um, from a secu security perspective? Well, SISE is mm -hmm. a huge, uh, the ICE class is a huge yeah. class that everybody is wanting to get into. We are also hearing a lot about BYOD. Oh, yeah. That is huge, and we're waiting and waiting, you know, I, got, I have students that are chomping at the bit. I have instructors that are chomping at the bit to get a hold of that class to be able to, you know, GK it and get it out there <laughs> so we can, you know, get folks tested or, excuse me, get folks, folks trained on it. So that's a big one. Yeah, we just had a couple episodes on ICE and mm -hmm. uh, BYOD. So. Yes. Yeah, there's a lot of demand for it. Absolutely. Certainly, certainly. Uh, so have you been able to attend any of the ICE sessions that are going on here? Are there any uh, breakouts? Not yet, but I actually have the BYOD breakout session this afternoon at 3. Oh, fantastic, fantastic. Mm -hmm. So I'm excited about that. Well, before we let you all go and get on to your classes, is there any shout-outs that you want to give to anybody out there in podcast land? Podcast land. Let's see. Um, yeah, this is uh, Don Hopper. I'd just uh, like to thank all of the uh, customers that we have uh, out um, all over the world uh, mm -hmm. that are taking our training. Um, and, you know, always look to us for uh, your first line of education. Fantastic. We appreciate that for sure. And I definitely all of our partners that we've been working with, especially our Cisco partners, we really appreciate the business that you all have given us and the chance that we've had to be able to work with you all and sell your product as well as, you know, make it into our own as well. Well, fantastic. Well, thank you, too, ladies, thank you for both. coming and stopping thank you. by. Absolutely. Appreciate, appreciate it. Have a great show. You, too. Bye-bye. So, Magnus, we have two more people that have joined us here at Cisco Live at our podcast. Yes, we do. We are. This podcast recording is like gangbusters. It is working out beautifully this year. So uh, we have with us uh, Cliff and, um, I'm sorry, I missed your name earlier? It was Scott. Scott. Cliff Still is Scott. Scott, actually. Still is. No instantaneous <laughs> name change or anything weird like that. All right. So um, uh, Cliff and Scott here walked up to us, and uh, I think, Cliff, you have a couple of specific pointed ASA questions, but before we get to those, welcome to Cisco Live. Is this the first Cisco Live for either one of you, or you have veterans? First Cisco Live for me, this is Cliff speaking. Um, definitely not a veteran uh, of the Cisco Live scene, but uh, this is pretty massive. Are you having a good time? It's, yeah, it's fun. I'm glad, I'm glad. What about you, Scott? I, I think this is my fourth or fifth. I've kind of lost track. <laughs> they just kind of fade from one year into the next? They really do. It looks uh, like a fifth because you're a net vet. I am I a, see net a red I think badge. it's. I think it's. I can't remember if it's three or four out of the last five you're oh, supposed to have been here. Gotcha. Aren't you that? supposed to wear like your really old backpack to show how long uh, you've been in the scene? You should have like your five year I wear mine out, so I can't oh, really yeah. wear the old ones. <laughs> I do have, I think I have last year's backpack this year. I, I think last year's was better than this year's backpack. Yeah. That's the one that I'm rocking right now. I so. noticed that uh, on the first day, people were sporting their 2011 Cisco Live backpacks. That's kind of like, look. You know, I know how this goes. I've I could break here. out my 2001 Cisco Live. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, <laughs> Networker's backpack. <You> <laughs> yeah. Before it was live, it was Networker's. So, um, sort of, what do you guys do? What are, you know, introduce yourselves, kind of some of your background and what brings you to Cisco Live? I, uh, network engineer in a small local government organization, and I do everything network engineering. So, do a little wireless, a little security, routing, switching, uh, kind of the whole gamut there. 
and I come here because it's a great place to learn and you can talk to people who really know their stuff and mm-hmm. learn from them and you can share experiences and stories and just the whole nine yards and the sessions are fantastic but uh, this uh, the social media presence and being able to you know walk up to tech guys and say hey i have this very specific problem and i'm tired of sitting on hold you know can you kind of help me work through this you know yeah, that's, that's a good point all of the, that stuff's fantastic in the world of solutions we've got a technical solutions clinic which is staffed by everybody in the tech from every single technology area so any customer can come up and ask them a question uh, and try to get answers for so you know I, I'm, I'm thinking you know cliff or uh Scott. Scott. <laughs> Scott is telling us all the, all these things. I'm thinking, you know, Cliff's right next to him. It's his first time here. It's great. Uh, you know, you could hear some great advice for some of the opportunities. I think that's what, you know, in order to make the most of it, you know, you really have to engage with the Cisco employees that are here. I mean, you can go talk to product managers, developers, speakers after the sessions. We welcome questions. So anything you have, you know, any questions you have or you want to know more about, feel free to ask anybody you see because that's what makes the experience the greatest. I think it's not just sitting in on the classes, but that one-on-one where you get your questions answered. So well, It's amazing awesome. how approachable everyone has been. Yeah. It's absolutely. impressive. That's what we're here for. We're here for you all, so <laughs> ask us anything. And on the topic of asking us anything, so Cliff, you had some specific firewall or ASA-related questions. So I have three questions, and one of them happens to not be very specific, uh, but a follow-up to that question will be specific. Okay. So the first question is, uh, yesterday I was actually in Jay's class, and I learned about, I think it's the call home feature. Yeah, smart call home. Smart didn't call realize, home. Didn't realize that was there. It, and um, David is the smart master, Is he? By okay. The way. Well, we're, we're kind of big proponents of automation. Um, I guess I'll introduce myself so you can get a little certainly, bit of background. Certainly. So I'm a senior network engineer for Big Fish Games. Big Fish. Okay, oh. yeah, I've heard of you guys, yeah. Yeah, mostly casual games. Or yeah. Actually, absolutely only casual games and a whole lot of them. Um, yeah, is that better? Sorry. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, ca- Big Fish Games, casual games company, a lot of fun to work there. Um, Decent-sized network. We, mm-hmm. get, we do everything as far as the NetEdge team is concerned. Um, so that's the background there. So we're big fans of automation. We've got release teams. The more tools that we can give our developers and the more tools we can kind of push out in that kind of DevOps environment, the better for us. Mm-hmm. Uh, so so you, you kind of let the developers administer some of your network, it sounds like. You know, you give them more flexibility and control over the network and We will, given the tools that are there, and that will come lead to my next question, and that's why I wanted to give you that background. Interesting concept. The reason I'm stopping you is because we're, we're hearing more and more of that of new companies, not the old companies, but the newer companies, it's... You know, they have much smaller IT departments, and their job isn't to manage the networks per se anymore, but provide tools so that the end users actually can influence and and manage the network. The tools do interesting things. They protect your ops team as well as protect the developers themselves, but it empowers them at the same time. Uh, And it doesn't necessarily have to be a small company. I mean, Big Fish Games isn't big, uh, but, I mean, our ops team isn't exactly small either. We've got about 30 ops guys that are just on the sysadmin network. DBA side of things, and that doesn't include our huge engineering department. So it's it's a good size. Yeah. But again, I mean, our engineering team is so vast, and the more tools that we can give them, the more we can kind of lock down our gear, but the more power we can kind of enable them with. So we get more stuff done, and then we get we get less downtime, less unplanned work. Awesome. So that leads me to my first question: um, Are there any other cool little kind of tricks out there that are like the call home feature that can just kind of do some like automation? Um, actually. It, the question actually really had about, about call home is, can it be triggered from like an event, like an interface going down or? So smart call home can on other platforms. So on the iOS routers, the Nexus, the switches, 
they have, um, you know, they leverage EEM, Embedded Event Manager, which is also an automation type tool. And it plugs into a lot of the different eventing system on those devices so that you can watch for a syslog alert or you can watch for some state change and act on it. On the ASA today, the only eventing system it's plugged into is a timer-based event system. So you can do something on a periodic basis. But we're working on adding the same capabilities that are in the other platforms into the ASA. It's just not there today, but that's our goal, right? We want to go uh, you know, a step further is to further automate it so that we can automate both diagnostics as well as uh, remediation of potential problems. So you know, any type of event you can think of that can occur, we can capture it, um, collect information about it, and potentially code in remediations, right? All in uh, an XML type format. So that's where we're really going. So we're, we're really eager to do that. The other part about automation is obviously, you know, the one PK, right? Our open, you know, network. You're leading into my second question. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, obviously Cisco's been talking a lot this past six months or a year even on, on one, right? Um, and so that's the open API access to really leverage the data plane, you know, that you can, you can see, you know, the packets and, and, and payloads of the packets and react and do different things based on the payloads of the packets. I mean, you can basically do anything that you can do in the control plane or router via open APIs. And so it's really powerful capabilities, you know, that you can unleash to, uh, to your developers. Yes, we patiently await and we are very excited. Yes. So I do have one more question and it's not related specifically to the ASA, but more about TAC. Um, are there any tips that you guys have or any recommendations you can make on proper escalation? Like if you're just running into a wall with someone, you, you know you're not getting the answer that you should get. Um, but you also know that you don't have the answer and yeah. someone out there does. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, those things happen from time to time, right? We, we do, we try to do a really good job of training the tech engineers that, hey, if you're running into a problem, you know, you know, you don't know the answer and you don't have it at your fingertips or, or can get it, then there's a couple of things. We used to do something, you know, escalate, right? So we'd escalate, we have different levels of engineers in the TAC, and we'll just go up to the next level of engineer, right? And if you needed something, you know, you just say, hey, escalate. What we've done now is kind of move to more what we call a collaboration center. So that engineer, if a customer asks for escalation or if that engineer needs help, they actually open a collaboration request where other engineers swarm around, they see the question globally, Right, they swarm around that question and provide answers and help that engineer. So it's a it's ability for us to teach that engineer at the same time we're trying to answer the question. But there are times when the tools, the systems, the individual, something breaks. In those cases, we ha definitely have some um, established processes. Right, you can call into the TAC one eight hundred five five three two four four seven in the U.S. and most parts of the world and say, "Can I talk to the TAC duty manager?" And that'll go straight to a duty manager that's you know available twenty four by seven around the world. Tell him, hey, here's my problem. The guy doesn't, you know, I, I don't think he's making progress on my case fast enough. You know, do something about it. And they'll look at it, look into the issue, and make sure it gets targeted to the right person that can help you. Awesome. The only last thing I want to say is just to give a shout-out to my NetEng team at Big Fish, Corey and Mark. You guys are awesome. Awesome. Very Fantastic. cool. And, Scott, any shout-outs from you? The entire tweeting group out here at Cisco Live, there's just an absolute ton of people here, and... Uh, for me personally, they make they, it really goes a long way towards improving the experience. Because, in part, because of social media, specifically Twitter, I'm now coming to Cisco Live, and I'm not just I'm like showing up and with twenty thousand other people. I'm showing up with twenty thousand other people where you know a couple of hundred of them I know peripherally, and then like twenty of them I hang out with a lot and I talk a lot with all through the year so it's it's like a great get together for us so are you meeting up with any of them at the social media hub right over here to our right uh yes i have uh, done that a couple of times already sweet so do you have any questions for us 
I don't know that I actually have any questions for you. I don't. I, I actually spend very little of my time working on the RASA because it's we we only have one. Well, we have a pair, um, and it's we set it up and it's pretty you know fairly hands off. It just works. We're not asking it to do anything. But particularly stable, exciting. You'd say? Yeah, it's been real stable. I mean, we just awesome. it, it it goes and. Uh, there's a couple of us that work on rules, and we don't. None of us do anything CLI with it because I guess CLI and ACM don't get along real well. Um, so uh, we do everything through ASDM. It's just kind of point and click. It works, and none of us are security experts in that space. So we're we're good with it. With where we get from it. Cool. Fantastic. Fantastic. Well, we right. thank you both for stopping yeah, by definitely. and being hey. on the show. And and Scott, I know you're a listener. Yes, I am a listener. Been listening for a couple of years, so uh, really appreciate the show. Uh, always learning something from it, and it's nice to actually meet you guys. Well, fantastic. Well, thank you so much. We yeah. appreciate it. Okay, we've got another listener here. His name is Chandan, and uh, Chandan, tell us uh, what you're doing here at Cisco Live and, and why you came. Uh, this is my third consecutive Cisco Live, uh, and I come here to you know stay connected with the with the technology, uh, security to be specific. Uh, to get latest uh, and greatest information from you guys uh, about firewalls and uh, you know other security solutions like ICE and you know what's new basically. Okay, and what's been your favorite session so far? Uh, the favorite session was the one that I attended on Sunday, uh, TechSec 2020. Hey, I guess. that was ours. That was our session. <laughs> Do you remember <laughs> us? Yeah, yeah. Awesome. I swear I did not. Uh, <laughs> I did not plan that, but that's great. Um, so are, you, are there any other sessions you're looking forward to? I have a firewall session scheduled for, uh, I think it's at 3.30. Okay, cool. Is that uh, maximizing firewall performance? Yes. Okay, great. Yeah, that's BreakSec 3021 with Andrew Osipov. That's a good one. It goes in really detailed to the hardware architecture of the firewalls and how you can maximize performance. Right. So um, do you have any security questions for us? Well, uh, I would like to understand, you know, uh, like, are you guys thinking of doing something on host-based side? So, a host-based security episode. Well, it's it's interesting because you know in the industry we see a lot more movement away from securing the endpoint on the endpoint to bring your own bring your own device and like sec- using the network to secure the network and not necessarily installing like an agent or something like that. But tell us about what your specific business concerns are and and what you need that for and how your company is planning on using it. Well. Uh, so in our company, we have uh, everything based on zones. So if you want to get out from one zone to another, so let's say you know uh, database is a zone, application is another zone. So if application needs to talk to database, it has to go through the f- uh, firewall. Mm-hmm. So right now we are using uh, firewall services modules and ASAs for that. Okay. Uh, but then you know within application zone, you know we don't have any protection. So if you know server gets corrupted or you know there is a virus or something. Everything behind that firewall is a free-floating thing inside that zone. Yes. Okay. Okay. So that's where you know we are uh, we are testing a couple of uh, products on host-based security side. Okay. Uh, I don't know if uh, you guys want me to name them, but uh, so you know we are heading to make sure you know that we have uh, security within the zone as well. Okay. And are those applic- those application servers? your primary concern about them getting hacked and you know how to handle the traffic between them. And I guess it doesn't make sense to put a firewall in between every single server because obviously you know, that's not going to work. Um, are they virtualized? Uh, some of them, yes. Okay. 
Okay, because we just did a good show on um, ASA-1000V and the virtual security gateway, which can be used to secure communication between uh, different virtual machines in your data center as well as north-south communication between the data center and the network. But, I mean, we don't, there is no current host base. No, we used to have CSA, right? So yeah. CSA used to be Cisco's host base, but we've exited that market, um, as Jay mentioned, right? Um, so we don't really have an endpoint host base security solution for you know looking for viruses or um, protecting the kernel or anything like that. Yeah, but we, we'll probably see a lot more customers with the same concerns you've got um, as they virtualize their servers and spin them up rapidly for whatever you know their business needs are to use something like a virtual security gateway to secure communications directly between them, uh, between those virtual machines, and then and then the ASA 1000V or some other virtual firewall, uh, you know, protecting between that virtual data center space and the real network, that outside network. So, for, for all our listeners that are out there that have never been to a Cisco Live before. Um, what can you say that they're missing? Okay, perfect. Uh, I'm sure they're missing a lot. Uh, you know, this program is just like once a year thing, and so so for my case, you know, for example, you know, I'm I'm sitting on the other side, and what I mean to say is, you know, I'm not doing much of the hands-on stuff because most of our implementation and scripting is done by our, our service providers. So in that case, you know. I need something like this to stay connected to my technology. You know, I've got my own lab. Yes, I can practice. Uh, I've got 9.x and all that, you know, fancy stuff where I can do practice. But when I come here, you know, I, I get latest uh, updates about what's going on and uh, latest piece of information. It's really cool. So have you... Uh, do you have any challenges with like your management to convince them to send you to a conference like this, or are they supportive of? No, they they support me very well. You know what? I had a guy in my breakout session come up to me, and I said, "Oh, do you have a question?" This is after the class, and he said, "No, I've got a piece of paper here that I need you to sign because I need to prove that I was here and attended your class because I needed to show that to my boss or something to you know prove to them it was worth it." I thought that was quite interesting. You know, I said. Man, I hope you don't have to do this next year. This is quite a pain, but it's great for companies that you know obviously realize the value. And we hope you enjoy the hope you enjoy the conference. Yeah, um, cool. thank you. Right. Well, thank you for stopping by. We really appreciate. It. Do you yeah, have thanks. any shout-outs that you want to give to anybody out there? Well, I would say for those who who were not able to attend this one, you know, make sure you come and attend next one. Okay, well, that's cool. All well, right, thank you so much. Thank, thank you, Chandan. Thank, thank you. you.